0: Welcome to Lock and Key Unlocked, a podcast about Lock and Key on Netflix, as well as the comic books by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. I'm Alex. I'm
1: Bad Bodie.
0: Justin. <laughs> oh, no, I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Lock and Key Season 3, Episode 4, Deep Cover. So if you haven't watched it on Netflix, please go do but brief recap here, and then we'll get into the nasty little bits with our Bad oh, body come on, man. But at the end of the last episode, Evil after Bodie. a ghost chase, Bodhi's body has been taken over by Dodge's spirit. So Dodge is wandering around looking for the keys over the course of this episode. Dodge not only is very mean to everybody in Bodhi's body, Uh. while searching for the keys, but hooks up with Captain Frederick Gideon, begins working for him. And then by the end of the episode, the big revelations and big things that we get, is Nina finds Dodge's body hidden under Bodhi's bed. Tyler gets his memory back. uh, And uh, yeah, Things are continuing to look real bad for our Locke family here.
1: Big yeah. moves and stuff happening. It's like you get one, you lose one. You get Tyler, you lose yeah, the A lot secret of chess of going
2: on, a lot yeah. of back and forth.
1: Yeah, I'll like, tell you, Pete, you. You love bad Bodhi because he's mean to Josh, but I love no. Josh because he's hot. So, like, we have a lot no, of. No, no,
2: no. I am not. This was heartbreaking. Seeing evil Bodie be horrible was absolutely heartbreaking. The Rufus fight broke my heart in two. Uh, I, I can't take this. But to Justin's point, I
0: certainly the scene where Josh is like saying something about history when he first encounters him and Bad Bodie shoots back. You would know, Dinosaur, yeah. you love that, right? Like you, there was yeah. a little bit. There was a second when you were on Bad Bodie's side.
1: I felt your pleasure from a great distance across space and time when you when that I heard that line.
2: I mean, he had some great zingers, but overall, I mean, come on. It was heartbreaking to see. I will say not to always start these podcasts off talking about Hot Josh, but I thought
0: he was a hilarious dork. This episode, the seed of the Mexican restaurant, yes. where he's like, can we get some guac, uh, guacamole? <laughs> that was uh, such a funny offhand line. No, it wasn't.
1: No, so no. funny. Such an unnecessary no, like joke line. I loved it because he is, while we, he's known as <laughs> Hot Josh, he's really <laughs> dork Josh.
0: Mm-hmm you want to keep talking he's about a this?
1: a dad, <laughs> and he's okay.
2: You know what I mean? It's mediocre, Josh. You guys are blowing this out of the water. You're having way too much not, fun.
1: Me, the, the mediocre is not – any way you slice it, he's not mediocre, Josh.
2: Yeah. Do we want to start at the okay beginning? Because I feel like I, like I introduced it
0: wrong. Uh, the name of our podcast is actually Hot Josh Unlocked, so we should probably start there and, and try yeah That would be more appropriate, but frustrating. (laughs) Well, let's actually get to the meat of the episode and talk about Bad Bodhi. Here's the big thing I was surprised about, and I'm curious to get your take. Maybe this is my expectation for the comics, but it was wild to me how quickly everybody figured it out. Like how quickly we got through that plot point. And obviously there's going to be some twists and turns here, but this is something that I think like, what do you mean? How not everybody knows, man, but one episode, one episode and it's out there. Dodge's body is literally out there. Nina knows about it. Rufus knows about it. He's not necessarily going to tell Ellie because he was threatened by bad Bodie. but... We, we're, we're jumping all over the place. I mean, we need oh, to start... okay. I know oh, I've got wrong if you're out. telling me I'm jumping all over the place. We but my point is beginning. that over the course of one episode, we moved to a hugely different place with this bad Bodie thing. And any other season of television, oh, I would expect like that's literally the entire
1: season. Well, and I think they knew that they only had this much real estate left in their mm-hmm. show. Basically. Yeah, there's so, so like, much to do. So there's a lot to do. But I would also say, I don't know if we know as much. Like, Rufus definitely knows. Nina just found Dodge's body. And I think yeah, going mean, into next yeah. episode, I think she will effectively cover quickly with Bodie. So I think Nina and the other kids will be like, what's going on here? And I don't know if they're going to sniff it out quite as quickly. I don't think they have it yet. Yeah, is I mean, my read I, on it. I I agree. I agree. I mean, uh,
2: they definitely I'd could like tell to... that
1: Bodie's an asshole, though. Like, everyone's <laughs> like, yo, dude, chill. And yeah. truly, every single person was like, yeah, that's weird for that kid to be saying that shit. And so yeah. I think that's, that's I, I will well, the say fact though, that, yeah, that
2: right, Rufus yeah. called it out first. I was like, I was really happy about that. Like, I, f- I was really happy Ruf- Rufus figured it out and was like, you know, this isn't this isn't my boy. This is, you know, and I, that was such an amazing thing. But I, again, we're jumping all over the place. So I want to get back to the beginning. Uh the you start of about the Marvel episode, flip, right, Pete? No, I want to talk about okay. eating breakfast like a champion, like Bodie, just throwing down like handfuls of bacon and grabbing a stack of pancakes is how you do it. It was, uh, it was really magical to see and a fun way to start
1: the episode. The fact that you're saying that makes me know, finally, that you have a demon in you and it explains everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did like the food thing. I... Uh... I'm still not and I don't know we're three seasons in it. I should probably get this, but I'm still not one hundred percent clear of the rules here in terms of the whole eating thing. Like so just just to clarify it, Dodge's spirit, which is infected with a demon, is now in Bodhi's body. So Bodhi is taken over by the demon, and that means the only way of getting the demon out is by using the alpha key, right? Or can they switch no. ghosts?
1: They can switch ghosts because okay, Bodhi's yeah. body hasn't been infected by the demon. Dodge's body, which hasn't been infected by the demon, has just ghosted into Bodhi. So and what uh, if Alpha put, Key does not apply.
2: And what if you put Bodhi in the healing box? Would that draw... Uh, the mending yeah. cabinet? Yeah, the mending cabinet. No, I don't think so.
0: Also, that said, though, the demons are still attached to the spine of the ghosts. We saw that last season, and that's consistent with the comic book as well. So... I don't know, man. I think we're still going to head towards exactly what they do in the comic book, which the only way of taking down Bad Bodhi is with the alpha key and essentially killing his body. Uh, um, I
2: think we're going to get that. Come on, man. Don't put that out there. Potentially,
1: but I, I, put my put understanding of the rules is if they push Bad Bodhi through the ghost door and Dodge's spirit leaves and Bodhi's spirit comes back, then every, they were all kosher there.
2: Yeah, then we're good. I don't think that's going to
1: happen. I think what's going to happen is some sad things. But I I think rule-wise, I think that could happen.
0: All right. That's fair enough. Um, What was I going to Oh, So, uh, well, let's keep going with the Bad Bodhi thing. And I do think, in terms of the emotional hook of the episode, obviously it's an excuse that Bad Bodhi is giving – that he's upset about hot Josh dating his mom. But I do think it's in a real world emotional hook. They do a nice job there of weaving that in that does actually work as like a metaphorical level of what's going on with Bodhi other than the other level. Um, It's it's a lie.
1: I think it's an effective lie that Dodge finally does something to help um, her case there because it's a good lie. It's a true lie. That she tells. Well,
0: let me ask you this then also, because this is something that I was, I was thinking through while watching the episode. Is this consistent with the Dodge that we've seen previously? Like the Dodge on the show is just a angry force of nature rather than a planner. Like Frederick Gideon seems like the planner, right? The reason I ask this is because a lot of the stuff that Dodge in Bodhi's body is doing this episode is erratic and bad for giving away the secret.
1: Well, I agree with you, and I was sort of surprised by like, take a second, but let, I think the the answer is in the dodge that we got. This dodge was in the middle of a plan, f- took the time shift opportunity to jump back in time, realized that she was losing, sort of is like in free fall. It's like that kind of thing where you're like, you're like, oh, let's just jump in this bar and grab a quick drink. You're like, I don't know, let's have something <laughs> crazy. And, and like, you're a little more reckless when it's like a surprise, last minute thing, as opposed to something where you're like, so tonight we're going to this bar. I'm going to have this. This is like, you know, that's is that bar metaphor working for you guys? As a yes, sure. yeah, it is. yeah, I get yeah, it. I've been like, to if a bar you're before. having a gin chowder, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, you oh, don't just
2: I mean, sit. We started on weird. that. They, they talked about bills. They didn't go there. We didn't get to see the chowder again. I mean, how many times are they going to talk not about not to back the it up too much?
0: We, real quick, are we talking about a Manhattan gin chowder or a New England gin no. chowder? Uh, no, uh, it. What, what I'm saying is, about... like,
1: you, you plan for a uh, a New England gin chowder, well, a Manhattan gin chowder. That's an accident. You just <laughs> sort of you fall into that, and I think that's what Dodge is doing here. Dodge is a little more reckless because there's no plan, just operating on instinct. And yeah, counters but also... Gideon.
2: Like, smart. I mean, that whole uh, thing with the mug, and then, uh, you know, evil Bodies like, nice try with the mug, asshole. Like, I didn't know what was happening on, but uh, Dodge knew immediately, like, trying to signal. Uh, so I thought that was pretty uh, cool, and the only time we got to see Ghost Bodhi, the good Bodie. Well, I, I mean, to mention that, so this was established in the last
0: season that ghosts can create kind of these ice trails. That was something that Kinsey and Scott followed, if I remember correctly. And I think this points yeah. to what we've been talking about with the season that there's a lot less explanation going on. There's a lot less of making it new viewer friendly and more just we're off to the races. Catch up if you want to. But we're going to do this stuff. And if you remember it good and if you don't remember it, that's fine, too. We're on to the next thing.
1: And I appreciate it because they're Mm -hmm. in a phase of the show where they're like, hey, we know this is the end. Like, let's just do it for the fans. Let's do it for the people who love this as opposed to being like, let's try to welcome in new viewers because they don't have to do that anymore. They know that they're just telling a complete story and people can find this in their own time.
0: Yeah, 100% agree with that. Uh, to get back to the chowder of it all, real quick, we get a Bill's versus Phil's
1: mention, which I
0: thought was very fun. That's a yeah, fun runner. It's
1: very good. And let's remember, last episode, we were teased the chowder with the oyster crackers. First mm-hmm. come the crackers, then comes the chowder. That's the way we do our so business. So do you
0: think, let's say frederick gideon didn't go to the library at all do you think he'd been been like hey get me some oyster crackers and the security guard would have gone gotten the oyster crackers come back to the library and he'd be like oh i'm sorry can i get some chowder with
2: that as well
1: yeah that's what i'm saying like you don't get you who orders oyster crackers so Nobody. Who's, who's getting a bunch somebody who's somebody who's
2: already has soup at home and just wants the crackers from their favorite spot there's nothing wrong with this soup Maybe he so was stupid? sitting at a
1: desk. Maybe his maybe, desk drawer is just full of chowder. Maybe his partner made him a nice uh, clam chowder. You know what I mean? When I get to be, like, rich, I'm going to have a chowder drawer. And it's not going to have a no bowl, no container. It's going to be a drawer I open that's heated that's full of chowder. <laughs> you just going to scoop it out? Just have a spoon. Everyone's going to be like, why do you have a spoon on your desk? And I'm going to say Chowder drawer. <laughs>
0: And then you're gonna say, hey, can you pick me up some oyster crackers? Because for whatever reason you don't have a yeah. drawer full of oyster crackers, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not like rich, Rich. <laughs> I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying I'm rich <laughs> enough to have a chowder yeah. drawer.
0: <laughs> I know what that means. I get it. Let's uh talk about Tyler because that's a big plot line this episode, oh. as Carly comes to visit yeah. him and drives all the way over. Beautiful you just gave a yeah uh, you seem to be feeling pretty good about this relationship
2: well i i thought it was a strong move on carly's part you know she felt the connection she wanted to <laughs> Certainly. see what's up and <laughs> Certainly. uh i i was uh i was sad because i feel like we said hello to her and goodbye to her in this episode but i'm glad that uh you know she was there for tyler it was a nice moment and uh It was also cool her and Kinsey talking. I thought it would really help the family as a whole grow a little bit. And, um, yeah, and I was sad to see her go because uh, she seems really nice.
1: I agree. I think she's, she's a
0: match. Uh, Yeah, I liked her as well. I wasn't sure how I felt about the whole relationship the first couple of episodes. Obviously, we only got to see a little bit in the premiere. But I think she made a strong case for herself as an option for Tyler over the course of this episode. And if Tyler survives and he does move on with his life, which I kind of think he will, I think we might actually see Carly again in terms of his happy ending or the thing he actually needs to move forward past the memory of Jackie.
1: I think so. She was getting like t- oh yeah to 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 sort of fo- follow that trail, I think I think that what she says to him when they're on their walk in the woods is what fixes things like it gets mm-hmm. it realigns him. she's talking about how like, hey, I know it's, this seems annoying to you, but it's pretty awesome having people that like you and want to do <laughs> yeah. best for you uh, because it's clear, and I really love the way they handle it. it's clear she doesn't have that and is is struggles with that, and it's like sort of impressed or like just loves the fact that he has that so i think that really we talked a lot about like when are we gonna get tyler back i love that this is the way we did it felt like it righted the path and then his conversation with kinsey before she unlocks him i thought was great kinsey is yeah. so careful Is like okay i'll give you one more out on this and he says all the right things Unlocks. Yeah. so excited to have him back especially with bodie still on the bad side
0: can can I throw something out there? And I'm, I agree with you. I thought it was really emotionally played. I think it was really well done in terms of the way both of the actors put it out there in the scene. But it felt like to me there was one little piece missing, which is that Kinsey could have shown him one of the keys, which would have briefly jogged his memory and give him his, the information he would need to agree to use the memory key. Uh,
2: would that have been too much? I, th- I to- like the, the images that we got and how kind of how it went down. Also, you had to have her go to the secret spot so evil Bodhi could see it. Like Oof. it all kind of happened at the end there to kind of give you that. Oh, shit moment. Like, oh, what's the next episode going to be? So I, I think they I like the way they did it. And I like the imagery they chose to kind of show for him to kind of jog what happened.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think her getting the key and saying like, hey, pull your shirt over to the side. He's like, what? Like that. Yeah. That to me is enough. That gave him she did. She did her due diligence by far, because honestly, a couple of seconds later, when Nina's finds Dodge's body, it's going to be like, yo, Tyler, buckle up. You're we're about to open you up. I don't give a shit about the emotional <laughs> underpinnings. It's go time.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely. is go time. It's good to have him back. It's
0: going to be interesting to see how this new family dynamic works now that we have bad Bodie, Now that Kinsey has really stepped up. Is she going to step back now? You know, because Tyler is back in the forefront. Uh, I, I don't think so, but I'm curious no. to see how it works.
1: I actually think it's better. Tyler was always sort of a a hesitated, uh, hesitating leader Mm -hmm. and someone who made the tough choices, but only after really sweating it out. Kinsey Mm -hmm. is like, here's how we do things. And Tyler can be just a great sort of warrior foot soldier, like uh, doing the business while Kinsey's like, yo, knock it off. Here's what we're doing. Like (laughs) she handles bad Bodhi better than anybody. She's like, Mm -hmm. even though she doesn't say like something's wrong with you the way Rufus does, she's like, hey, I know what's happening and I don't tell you shit, kid. And like, she, she, she does it right.
0: I, while we're talking about Kinsey, I thought there was a lot of great stuff with the Savinis here. Love seeing the little bits of the splattering too. That was very fun. And some good stuff for Doug in this episode as well. Even if he like really rails at bad Bodhi quite a bit in a very nerve. Well, of course he
2: does. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like weirded out by who wouldn't be. You know, well, I was worried about Doug, is my point. Yeah, like, I, thought, I thought, legit thought he was gonna die this episode. He, oh, yeah, for sure. But I also was like, Doug, you don't need to talk trash about Scott. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like that was a little bit of a low blow on his part.
1: Well, I, I thought it was nice to sort of remind us about Scott before we actually got to see him, which I was super excited yeah. about. Uh, but also, if you think if you're surprised by Doug talking shit, I don't know if you've been watching Doug. Uh. That's what what Doug does. Doug does that.
0: Fair enough. I I mean, I want to get back to the Scott thing for a second. I thought the way they played that scene was really lovely as well. Like actually having Scott and Kinsey still having a connection there. Kinsey being a little bummed that he has to go, but him really wanting to stay and talk to her. I think there's a lot of different ways they could play that where it could have been – Scott is more remote. He's more into his new life. And that's not really what it was about. He was like, I have obligations here. I have things I'm doing, but of course I want to talk to you. And I am going to talk to you later. So it wasn't a plot line about them growing apart so much as they are apart. And it's hard to manage that sort of relationship, which I thought was nice.
1: Yeah, I agree. Cause Kinsey, another show might've played it like Kinsey walking out of there, being like mad or upset in a way, but she felt very understanding. It was just like, Oh, I can't actually talk to him right now. He's <laughs> too far away. <laughs> It yeah. was great, especially after she drops the Mad Max Hatter title. On yeah, that, that was like, great. That it.
2: connection was nice. And the fact that he loved that and was like, oh, I want to use that now. I, I love their connection. They're kind of like, uh, even though it's long distance, the fact that they're still talking gives us hope. Uh, I wanted to talk about Frederick Gideon and his backup
0: flunkies and the relationship with Dodge a little bit because we get some more information about that this episode. First of all, we get the meeting between Bad Bodie and Caterpillar and Frederick Gideon. And as we suspected, they know each other. Like they recognize – demon recognize demon, you know, even if they have different bodies. So that was pretty sweet. Uh, Mm -hmm. But also, I'll throw out there that theory that I put out the last episode. It's good. I think based on this interaction, like Dodge wants the keys. All Dodge wants is the keys. Like, give me the keys. The keys are cool. And Frederick Gideon saying, no, I want to suck our, this entire world into our dimension or bring our dimension to this world. And you can sit at my right hand. I think that's not to jump ahead and talk about the key moment, but like, I think that's such a crucial moment in terms of, even though Dodge doesn't give it up, Dodge is going to be like, I don't want to be anybody's right hand. I'm in charge of this shit. So is going to help them take Frederick Gideon down.
2: Yeah, but it was smart of Dodge to play along because Dodge mm-hmm. knows, like, you got keys. I'm going to want those. So, like, while I'm collecting on my own, I can keep an eye on you.
1: Yeah, because Gideon has the keys that Dodge mainly used for uh, her whole time in power in the last two seasons. Um, I think we got a great reveal that it's not about – Gideon doesn't care about the keys themselves. He just needs quantity because that's Mm -hmm. how he widens the portal. I thought that was great. That was a huge detail, I think, to learn. And the fact that he wants to bring the demon world over is perfectly in conflict with Dodge, who just wants to stay in this world and dominate with the keys and bring some demons over. So, like – they're an absolute opposition, and I think you are right, Alex. That like Dodge, who has more of a a Lock family love of the keys and reverence for the keys, will sort of be on their side when it comes to Gideon being the big bad.
0: That also reminds me of a really nice moment at the beginning of the episode over breakfast when Bad Bodie sees one of the keys and is like, "Well, I guess I'll just
2: take that." And that no, it was Kinsey. Wheel. Yeah, Kency gives you like, oh, you left this key out. The, the ghost, ghost key. key, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah but just, just that just moment take... of
0: realizing, oh wait, yeah. I'm a lock now, so I could actually take the keys. I thought that was really fun. I like that quite a bit.
1: And maybe the lesson here is for as much of this series is about demons infecting people, maybe this plot is about the lock family mentality infecting a demon, infecting Dodge with like hey, but you! here's the right thing to do a little bit. Because I feel like we're going to get that moment. I love the movie The Rocketeer. There's a great moment where um, the cops, at the end of the movie where the cops and the mobsters are teaming up to fight a bunch of Nazis that show up out of <laughs> nowhere, which is, that movie's wild and great. Um, but they, there's this great funny moment where they just look at each other and sort of shrug while they're shooting at the Nazis. And you're like, look at that. And I think we're going to get that moment here with Dodge and the Locke family just like... Shrugging mm-hmm. as they like shoot chains at, at Gideon and his his army. Let's oh, talk
0: through the rest of the episode. I, I think we've touched on all the big storylines here. Oh, we, we well, mentioned briefly the Rufus Bodie fight, but like uh, you said, Pete,
2: that was brutal to
0: watch. Heartbreaking.
2: I can't believe like, how
0: hard that fight went.
2: Also, yeah. like I, there was a, a point where I was like, okay, seeing Brody. Uh, Bodhi be a dick to everybody is heartbreaking, but seeing him fight Rufus was too much, where I was like, I can't take this anymore. This is just too much to watch. And These two are best friends, and seeing them fight like this was just too much. But Rufus, I love how smart he was and how he, like, heard like okay i i won't say anything i'll play i'll play it cool until i can come up with a better plan i i like seeing this i like seeing smart moves uh, made by the good
1: guys it gives us hope it was so hard to watch like legit upsetting to watch rufus take the heat for that in that moment yeah um but I, I agree. I like where we're going. I think Rufus is going to end up being a hero here um, at the end of the day. As uh, per usual. As well, per usual. We can get I throw something out strange. to you guys? And maybe
0: you disagree with me here. But in the comic book, this is kind of how it plays out. Where Rufus finds out about bad Bodhi. And then Bodhi threatens his family. Says he'll kill everybody that he loves. And so Rufus can't tell him. Then goes on this big heartbreaking, harrowing journey to eventually, spoiler, save everybody at the end of the book, essentially. Uh, We're obviously headed in a different direction here. Um, I like slash hated that moment where Bodhi threatened Rufus. But I feel like there was a sort of a little bit of a mistake in terms of having Rufus in the car alone with Ellie afterwards and not telling her, because I feel like in the show, it's kind of a little different Rufus. They have a different relationship. And I I didn't quite buy him not being like, Hey mom, now that we're alone, (laughs) here's what's going on. Here's the deal.
2: But he's mad at her because she wants to move away. So he's like not, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't feel <laughs> close with his mom right now to open up to her because he's mad about, he thought that he was getting back into town or hanging out with his boy. Like we're going to get the gang back together. This is where I'm going to live. This is where I'm going to roll. And the, him being thrown by all of this is kind of, is what's shutting him down a little bit.
1: That's a great call, Pete, because I think there's a world where he tells Ellie this, and she's like, we have to run now. Yeah. But at that mm-hmm, minute, yeah. I don't know if she would actually do that because that's pretty ice cold, but I think he might have that fear because she's already said we're leaving. So maybe that's driving his inability to talk to
0: I think that makes sense. I'll buy that. And I guess we'll see how it plays going forward. Other moments from
2: the episode that you want to call out in particular? We haven't talked about uh, probably the biggest thing that happened all episode is we saw Tyler's car three times, three times (laughs) in the background. You could see Tyler's car. I thought it was some nice shots, some good
1: lighting. It was just it was great to see.
2: You know? Once again,
1: putting out there that the only keys that impress Pete are the just regular car keys for Tyler's car <laughs> in this show. <laughs> Truly the only key he cares about. Um, I a couple things. Um, I thought it was fun that um, Dodge is forced to brush Bodie's teeth. By Nina like what a what a come down for a demon to be like yeah. all right I'll go brush this kid's teeth <laughs> um very fun Gordy popping up again this guy yeah. this guy's the ultimate guest star yeah. and I'm starting to have a feeling we're gonna <laughs> see the tempest scene oh, oh getting that feeling
0: We're going (laughs) to be recapping the last episode and be like, I've got a suspicion. Suspicion.
1: (laughs) It's going to be a secret release of the Tempest scene. Yeah. Um, Another, a couple other things I thought was fun. Um, It's very funny that Gideon, who is this great villain monster, is like, here's this notebook. I have this (laughs) tiny notebook I want you to have, Uh, which I thought was cool. And the same way that the Rufus Bodify, I was like, this is like a giant fighting a hobbit. Like they're so mismatched, <laughs> but they, the fact that they can carry through on the real, very real drama there is great. Something Bodie, bad Bodie does that proves how awful he is, is he doesn't clean up that spilled soda. Mm. Oh man, gonna, he does. It. That's going to that, get sticky. I mean, the ants are going to come the in. Ants. Just, think oh think of the ants, think ants, It's a they huge use, They
0: could use the ant key, which gets rid of ants. I don't know.
1: No, I think that's the A-U-N-T key, which brings uh, some great potato salad to the house. Oh, man. (laughs) Let's hope so.
0: I wanted to give a shout out to Jackson Robert Scott's performance in this episode as Bad Bodie. in particular. There's so many little moments that he does so well. One that I wrote down when he's walking into school and he sees the it's cool to be kind poster and just gives it this death stare. So (laughs) funny.
2: And so many terrifying moments from him, too. Uh, It's great.
1: Look, he gives as he closes the door like, oh, my God, it was just so creepy. The look he gives Rufus when he's telling him, like calling him an idiot, I was like, Uh oh, so scary for a kid. This is the kid.
2: The guy he almost puts through a window in the uh, in the school. He's like, listen, you piece. Like it was like, it was fun to hear. I do want to throw out one bad Bodie
0: line that totally creeped me out in a different way, though. Is when Bad Bodie meets Carly and he says, "Way to go, Tyler! You sly dog! You were always into brunettes." Is spe- especially upsetting it's because it's fucked up because Dodge yeah. hooked up with Tyler in the first season, so like Dodge in Bodie, his brother's body. It's a lot. It's a lot to process.
2: It's a lot. It was a it was a weird thing to say and a, like a weird moment that they just shook off.
1: Yeah, but great, and that's this show goes hard, and I appreciate that. And also, like we said this in previous seasons, but like Dodge's greatest weakness is not understanding the value of people. If Dodge mm. was more scared by the people around Bodie sniffing it out, Dodge would win. Like Jamie knowing, being like, this guy's off the, like, off the hook with his attitude. Rufus, all of them, like that's how Dodge is blowing this. And it's such an easy, of all the villainous things, it's the easiest to just be respectful of people's relationships so you can defeat them.
0: Well, I guess we'll see what happens before we wrap up here. Why don't we talk about the key moment of the episode? I already threw out mine, which is Bodie meeting Gideon and perhaps having a little bit of a turn there. But Pete, go ahead. What's your
2: key moment? I, Carly, man, having Carly show up and write the ship that is Tyler and getting him back in the game. Huge. Getting those numbers back uh, on the good side.
1: Uh, Yeah, I guess I would, jumping off that, finally unlocking Tyler feels like the last step we need uh, to actually get the family ready to turn things around. We're halfway through the season, so it's time for them to fight. Oh, man, really?
2: Yeah, Yeah.
1: eight episodes, Uh, man. Oh,
2: oh, man. It's
1: time for them to fight, fight, fight their way to the top. And, of course, um, Gordy Shaw getting some guac, a mole. (laughs) Is uh oh, nice always year. great Come on, news. That's Come on,
2: man. Yeah. Come
1: on, dude. Also, what a flex, hot huh, Josh. I got guac for the table. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that's not cheap. He is that's a flex. And Bodie, if regular Bodie was there. He would have oh, lost he, his he mind for that. He'd oh, be like, whoa, man.
0: this guy's got a chowder drawer back in his office. That's how it <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Guacamole like th- drawer. Hard. Hard,
1: oh, hard to man. keep with If you'd like to support yeah. this
0: podcast so we can get a guac drawer, guacamole drawer, or a chow drawer, chowder Stop. drawer, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to podcast and YouTube. Come back out. We would love to chat with you about Lock and Key, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow this podcast at Lock and Key Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, keep it locked right here.
1: Keep that shower door locked too, because you don't want anybody else in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross.